righteousness and we thank you for your righteousness we thank you for your blood that washed away all of our sins on that cross god we thank you father that you have allowed us to live another day that you have allowed us to see another sunday and lord we choose to come to the house of the lord to worship you in spirit and in truth and father i pray for my listening audience this morning Lord, that you would inspire them, that you would encourage them, God, that you would lift them up. And Father, we give you praise and honor and glory for them as well. And Father, we pray for the protection of Israel. God, we pray for the iron dome of Israel to be strong and strengthened, God, as they shoot down the missiles that are fired at Jerusalem. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, God. And Father, we rebuke war and we pray for peace. But Father, we ask you to fight on behalf of Israel today. We bless Israel with our prayers. We bless Israel with our words. And Father, we thank you, God, for Israel today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. All right. So listen, I'm getting, uh, I'm going into a new series. I'll be preaching in two weeks. Uh, I mean, I want to tell you, it's bubbling up inside of me like a volcano. It's been. In two weeks, it'll be six weeks. It's been four weeks right now since I have been preaching. I've been uh, allowing other people to preach on Sunday mornings for me. And it's been good. Uh, I had my aunt come last week. And, man, she did a a fired-up job. And then my wife just got done with a series about seasons. And uh, if you did not catch Angel's series about seasons, then go on YouTube, Bowden Church of God YouTube, and check that out. But we're getting ready to uh, go into a new series in two weeks. And the title of my series, and I'm going to start advertising it now and get it in your minds and get it in your souls, is that the, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. Let me say that again. The truth will stand when the world's on fire. So let me encourage you not to miss the series in two weeks that I'm about to start. But I want to talk to you about truth right now because what everybody's saying on the, on the internet radio and what everybody's saying on the world news, they're saying the world's on fire. That's what they're saying. <clears throat> that there is war everywhere. That people are jumping into the conflict everywhere. People are protesting around the world. Um, unfortunately, some of them are protesting on the wrong side. But they're protesting around the world. There is um, rumors of war everywhere. And let me tell you, they are saying, they are saying that we are on the verge of World War III. That's what the news people are saying. That's what uh, the journalists are saying as they are reporting the events that are happening around the world today. That we are on the verge of World War III. Okay? So, and they're also coining the phrase that the world is on fire. So I want to tell you, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. And we need to make sure that we land on the right side of this entire conflict between Israel and Palestine. Uh, You've got people right now that are in the streets protesting against Israel, and they are praising Palestine and even what Hamas has done. you got to realize Hamas is a terrorist group in Palestine. And Hamas, which is a government-ran terrorist group, military, went into Israel 
captured over two, I think the count is now 220-something people. Ten of those are Americans, by the way. Um, they took babies and children uh, for the purpose of killing them and raping them. They have beheaded infant babies. They have shot up infant babies. Um, they have massacred entire families. Um, this is an evil group, and they, uh, their, their ruler is Satan. Satan is behind it all, and they are financially backed and trained by Iran. And so we are at a huge conflict of what's going on in the world today. Um, it's already been reported that, um, that the enemies have been firing on uh, the U.S., that they've been firing in our military. And now I've got word that they have actually fired on a military housing base. So they got military housing on a base, and you got they are firing on the housing. Why? Because I know that's where the families are. That's where the, that's where the people live. So they're firing on that now. So we are on the verge of a huge conflict of what's going on. We need to make sure we land on the right side of this. Okay. I want to remind you in Genesis chapter twelve that God spoke to Israel and He said, "I will bless those that bless you." He's talking to Abraham and Israel is the descendants of Abraham. He said, "I will bless those that bless you." I will curse those that curse you. So I'm going to tell you something. It breaks my heart to see these young people in the streets cursing Israel. They have been indoctrinated in our colleges. Um, there is college professors that are indoctrinating our children and turning them against Israel, turning them against the church. Your child could be a believer in Christ, go to college and come out a non-believer. That's what's happening. The indoctrination they're not getting an education any longer. They're getting an indoctrination. And uh, there's been some people awakening up to this. There's been some millionaires and billionaires awakening up to what's happening in the colleges, and they're pulling their funds and saying they will no longer support these colleges financially. They will no longer give them a gift um, at the end of the year. So it's a, it's a huge awakening up, but it's too late. Uh, the children have already been indoctrinated. It's already too late. And it breaks my heart to hear them cursing Israel because God himself will personally curse them. That's what it says in Genesis chapter 12. But, um, you know, as this is all coming out, you know, I just begin to pray. And, of course, I knew from the beginning we got to be on the right side. we got to be on Israel's side. But God took me to the book of Zephaniah. And I want you to find your Bible. Um, find your Bible. And turn with me to the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 2. It's only three chapters in Zephaniah. We're not going to read the whole book of Zephaniah, but I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to read the uh, three chapters uh, of Zephaniah. And let God speak to you and open your eyes. Now before we get started in this, let me tell you. <clears throat> Zephaniah was a prophet that lived um, and began his ministry in 627 B.C. Let me say that again. Zephaniah began his ministry in 627 B.C. Wow. He wrote this during that time. That's how old the book of Zephaniah is. Now listen to what Zephaniah says. Zephaniah chapter 2, looking at verse 4. For Gaza, and we just stop right there. Gaza, Gaza, modern day Gaza is in the Bible. Yes, it is. 
modern-day Gaza, is in the Bible. And right there it is. For Gaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkelon destroyed, and shall drive out Ashhad at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Brothers and sisters in Christ, these are cities that actually exist today. Look on the map. Look on the map. These are cities that exist today. The Gaza Strip, the same Gaza that Zephaniah is talking about, is the same Gaza that the world news is talking about today. It's the same one. Look what it says. For Gaza shall be forsaken, Eshkelon destroyed, and they shall drive out Eshad at noonday, and Ekron shall be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nations of the Cherahites. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you, so there shall be no inhabitants. The seacoast shall be pastures, with the shelters of shepherds, folds for flocks. The coast shall be for the remnant of the house of Judah, and they shall feed their flocks there. In the house, houses of Eshkelon, they shall live down at evening, lie down at evening. For the Lord thy God will intervene for them and return their captives. So this is God talking through Zephaniah. Zephaniah's writing it down, 627 BC, when he began his ministry, and he's talking about what's happening today. He's talking about Gaza. Listen, what most people don't know is that the word Palestine comes from the word Philistines. And the Philistines were always an enemy of Israel. You go back to David and Goliath. Goliath was a Philistine soldier. He had five brothers. There was, there was five of them, okay? It was uh, Goliath and then four brothers. There was five giants in the land of the Philistines. Philistine people always attacked Israel first. Israel always fought, uh, came back and fight. There was always wars going on. The Philistines were the one that killed King Saul and his son and then took the Ark of the Covenant into the land. And it's just amazing. is the story of, that many of us have heard and, and you've heard numerous sermons on of Ziglag, the, the moment of Ziglag when uh, King David came back from the battle and um, all the women and children were captive by the Philistines and their homes were burnt and destroyed. They lost everything. It was David's Ziglag moment, the moment he had to encourage himself because there was mutiny in his army. They were about to kill him because they had lost their families. And he prayed and asked God to deliver the, the children and the women back to go get the captives and set them free. And this is the same, almost the same parallel story of what we're seeing today. Ziglag is a town in Palestine. That's right. It's a town in Palestine. So it is the Philistine land that we're talking about. Now, here's what's important in what it says here, because uh, it talks about um, uh, here in the scripture. Let's see. O, Can o Canaan, land of the Philistines. 
Now, the Philistine people themselves, I don't believe, exist anymore. There might be some traces of DNA here and there. The Palestine people today that live on the Philistine land are really descendants of Egypt and Arabian countries that migrated to the land. Remember, this land was given to God, uh, Israel by God. This was God, God had given Israel this land when Abraham came into the country. When Moses brought the children of Israel back, they had to fight for their land back because the enemies have moved in. The land of the, the Canaanites had moved in to this land. And so they had to fight against the Canaanites. And so then they had to fight against the Philippians. And now they're fighting the Palestinian, uh, Palestinians, uh, which is Hamas, really. Uh, again, my heart goes out to the innocent people of Palestine. You've got women and children uh, that are in arms way and the innocent people of Palestine. But that's, this is where it all comes from. Um, it all comes from the ancient wars of Israel and the Philistines. It comes from the ancient war of David versus Goliath. And it's all about good versus evil. That's what it's all about. And so let's just read on here in the book of Zephaniah in verse 8. I have heard the reproach of Moab and the insults of the people of Ammon, which with which they have reproached my people and made arrogant threats against their borders. Therefore, as I live, says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab shall be like Sodom and the people of Ammon like Gomorrah. <laughs> I will tell you something. God is going to fight for Israel. He always has. You go through history and you will see. You go back to the Six-Day War of 1968, 1969, there was numerous reports of God fighting with, uh, with Israel against the enemies. There was an entire battalion of the Egyptian soldiers that surrendered themselves to just a handful of Israelite soldiers. And they asked them, why did you, why did you do this? I mean, there was reports of uh, the Egyptians taking off their boots and running um, because they knew they could run faster without their boots. And they left tanks. They left. I mean, this happened in this is the six day war I'm talking about now in 1968, 1969. The captive uh, soldiers that Israel captured and they surrendered to them, they told them because we saw thousands of white paratroopers in the skies and knew we were outnumbered. Israel had no paratroopers, there was no uh, 82nd Airborne for Israel. <laughs> In this time period, there was no paratroopers, and yet Egypt said we saw the white paratroopers in the sky, and they surrendered because of it. There were so many miracles that took place during this war. God sent his angels to help, help Israel fight. He is going to do it again, okay? So this is, this is what's happening. Is This is a religious war. This is not a political war. This is a religious war that goes back thousands and thousands of years. This goes back to God versus the devil um, and, and all the evil of the world. This goes back to prophecy of Zephaniah. So we need to make sure that we land on the right side of this and don't find yourselves fighting against God because God is on Israel's side. So we need to say God bless Israel and we need to pray for the peace of Israel and speak good of our Jewish brothers and sisters. And uh, 
Let's just read on here. It says in verse 10, this is why. This they have for their pride, because they have reproached and made arrogant threats against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be awesome to them, for he will reduce to nothing all the gods of the earth. People shall worship him, each one from his place, indeed all the shores of the nations. You Ethiopians also, you shall be slain by my sword, and he will stretch out his hand against the north, destroy Assyria. Look what he says. He will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria. Right now, right now, America has been has been going after targets in Assyria that are Iranian bases, and, uh, and America has been uh, going after them because of the attacks. They said on the report there's been like 92 attacks against America since Joe Biden's been president. And there was uh, numerous, uh, I, don't know, I forget how many attacks there was in 48-hour period last week <clears throat> that led up to us retaliating and going after them. So look at what it says here. Destroy Assyria and make Nineveh a desolation as dry as the wilderness. Do you know where Nineveh is at? Nineveh is Iraq. Nineveh is Iraq. Look at what it's saying. This is this thing is going to escalate even more. This this little conflict between Israel and Gaza isn't over. This thing is going to escalate. And this that we see it's happening around the world as people are upset with Israel. The whole world is marching against Israel. I thank God we live in a country that our government is still supporting Israel. But I'm afraid that one day our government will not because it says the whole world will march against Israel and God himself will fight the whole world to protect Israel. So this is what's going on. This is, this is what's happening. Um, go over to verse, um, go to chapter 3. Let's go to chapter 3 and let's look at uh, verse 8. Therefore wait for me, says the Lord, unto the day I rise up for plunder, my determination, my determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of the kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger. Look at what he's saying here. God is determined to bring the nations against Israel so that he can pour out his anger, his wrath upon the nations. What is he describing here? He is describing Armageddon. That's exactly what Zephaniah is talking about here. It's the same thing that John the Revelator described of Armageddon in the book of Revelations. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Look at what Peter said. St. Peter said in his book in 1 Peter, 2 Peter, he talks about the world not being destroyed by water, but being destroyed by fire. He says the the heavens and the earth will melt in a fervent heat. Listen to what he's saying. And Zephaniah is also saying it with the fire of my jealousy. For then I will restore to the people a pure language that they may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. And I have always believed, and there's many people that believe it with me, many scholars believe it, that this pure language is actually the language of the Hebrews is the Hebrew language, um, which has um, been called a pure language by many um, throughout the years. 
So here we go with the book of Zephaniah. I encourage you to read all three chapters of Zephaniah. It is incredible when you see the parallel between the writings of Zephaniah and the world news today. This is where we are, church. This is where we are. Uh, we are at the we are at the verge of uh, of everything that is going on in today's times. Amen. We we are right there, and we're right there at it. It is time to get right with God. It is time to to stay on the right side of everything that's going on. Uh, it is time to bless Israel. It is time, Amen, to be on God's side because the world is on fire amen the world's on fire now revelations talks of john talked about in revelations he said that he saw a red dragon he saw the woman giving birth to the child and this was the picture of israel this was a picture of mary giving birth to jesus christ so when and the red dragon was there to swallow up the child in revelations this is the entire picture of how the red dragon uh, persecuted the woman, which is Israel, all these years. Why does everybody hate Israel? It's because Satan hates Israel, and Satan is in people. Uh, we were born in iniquity. In our mother's womb were we conceived in sin, is what King David said. Because people are living in sin, they are of the nature of evil. And because they're of the nature of evil, that means Satan is pulling their strings. Satan is telling them, to be prejudiced, he's telling them to be full of hate, he's telling them to hate Israel, and that's why, because Satan hates Israel. And so they persecuted the church, he's persecuted the, the, um, the Israel people, he has persecuted the nation of Israel all these years, and he is still trying to persecute Christ. It's all about the Messiah being born, and so... This is what's happening, is we are on the verge. We are marching toward Armageddon. Now, let's also turn to Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel, um, we're going to go to Ezekiel 38, because here we are in the middle of this. And I've been telling you for some time now, I've been calling out the countries of Ezekiel 38 and 39. We're talking about the war of Gog and Magog. So here we are. Ezekiel chapter 38. Ezekiel chapter 38. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog and the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh. And he goes on. Okay, he says, I will turn you around by hooks in your jaws and lead you out with all of your armed horses and horsemen, all the slender cloth, clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya are with them, all of them with shields and helmets, Gomer and all of its troops in the house of Tokamath from the far north, and all the troops, many people, with the wrath. Now, Gomar is actually Germany, and the and Gog and Magog is actually Turkey and Russia. So, we're talking about Turkey uh, and Russia. We're talking about Germany, and all. And, and then we're talking about Persia. Persia is Iran. Hello, Persia is Iran. 
Ethiopia, you know where that's at? Libya, huh? Libya, look how close Libya is, and Libya has been in the news. Look how close Libya is to the borders of, um, of Palestine. Look at, look at all this. These countries are coming together. So this thing that's happening right now could be the beginning stages, and I believe it is the beginning stages, okay, of the war of Gog and Magog in chapter 38 and 39. And I'm not the only one saying this. There's a lot of Bible scholars uh, pointing their fingers and sounding the alarm and saying, hey, uh, these same countries are the players of Magog and, and Gog war uh, in the last days. These same countries are the ones that are rising up against Israel in the in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 in the final battles that lead to Armageddon. These are the same countries that are at play right now. Listen, you don't have to be a brain scientist to figure this stuff out. You just got to know your Bible. So here we are in today's time when we have children who are being indoctrinated in our colleges and not educated, and they don't know the Bible. They don't understand the history of Israel. They don't understand the history of the Bible. They're not being taught. Um, they're not being taught in churches. Preachers are not preaching about it. Um, and there's no Bible studies about it anymore. So young people don't know. We've got to educate them on what's going on around here. They are foolishly, foolishly cursing Israel and praising Hamas, and they don't understand what's going on. Um, let's go on to chapter 14. This is Ezekiel chapter 38 and verse 14. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, Thus saith the Lord, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you, all of them riding on horses of great company and mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the later latter day. It will be in the latter day that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hollowed in you. Hollowed means reverenced in you. Hollowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father which art in heaven, hollowed be thy name. Reverence, they're talking about reverence in the name of God here. So here we go. God himself is talking about the latter days, he's talking about the latter years, the latter years um, in which this is happening, and we see it happening today. So here we are uh, looking at Turkey, we're looking at Iran, we're looking at Iraq, we're looking at Ethiopia, we're looking at Libya, we're looking at Russia, we're looking at Germany. Hello, people. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. We are on the verge of Armageddon. We're on the verge of World War III. We're on the verge of the rapture of the church. I'm telling you, it's time to get excited. We are at the end times. This is the end times, and it's time to get excited. Now, here's a beautiful thing. Here's a beautiful thing. All right, we just entered into the year of the open door, 5,784. You've heard me preach about it. A door has been opened in the heavens right now, and it is easier right now to get saved than any other time. I'm telling you, uh, uh, the, uh, whew, I just got news that uh, uh, Jensen Franklin's church up in Gainesville, 
are in a revival. They didn't plan it, it just happened. Perry Stone came into town, preached one Sunday night, and it couldn't stop. It went from Sunday night and it's still going, and hundreds of people are in the altars. The altars are full every night, and I'm talking about the church is packed out every night of the week. Can you imagine that? During the week when people have all these other things to do and don't want to go to the house of God, and yet they are packing the church out, revival is falling there. Not only that, but I've heard reports just this week that in Iran, the underground church is booming. There is more people getting saved in Iran right now than, in, than any other country in the world, they said. And they said that the revivals are being led by women under 35 years of age. Underground churches. Praise God. I'm telling you, it is time to get saved. It is time to get right with God. It is time to make sure that your salvation is secure. It is time to make sure you repent of all your sins. It is time to get ready for the wedding of the bride. <laughs> because the church is about to meet the groom. Praise God. I'm excited about this. You need to get excited. Don't get gloom and doom and depressed when you see all these things. Look at what Jesus said. In the last days you will hear wars about wars and rumors of wars. But look up. Look up. Mm, look up, church. We're ready to go up. The trumpet of God is about to blow. Listen, we're about to run out of time, so I'm going to pray with you. Come to church this morning. Bishop Gatton is going to be here. He's going to preach a fired-up message, man. We're going to have a wonderful time. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for my listening audience. God, I thank you for this revelation word that you've given us today. I thank you, Lord, that when the world is on fire, whoo, the church can be on fire of the Holy Ghost. When the world is in a fire of crisis, Oh, I like what Bishop Gotten said the last time he was with us. He said, <laughs> he said, the world in crisis needs a church in revival. Praise God. Let's be a church in revival today. Let it begin this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. I will see you at 11 o'clock.